0: he is a good guy. And uh, we're going through the book of Ephesians. True?
1: (laughs) You'll go, we are. Uh, (laughs) And uh, so uh, Greg mentioned that, Michelle mentioned that quite some time ago, and they also gave me the permission to just whatever I feel. Uh, But I, I, I really felt as I was leaning up to it, Father said, open up the book, and I did. In his true fashion, he started to speak. And so we'll leaning in just a couple of things. I feel like I've only got a real, just a couple almost small things. And I was thinking about this afternoon, Greg, and I feel that in part it might create more questions than answers. So uh, I'm just warning you up front. I, I'm, I'm saying that in some ways because... But don't miss the intention of God in even doing that. It's not to confuse. It's to create a deeper hunger to push in, to press in. Because as I said to the leaders last night, and I've said before, how tragic that in this evil day we have had our seeking done for us by our teachers. That's what A.W. Tozer said. And God wants to create seekers, not just ones who learn from being taught, but seeking and seeking, so what I'm going to say tonight is not going to be it's going to be a part of a picture. everyone say a part It's a part of a picture, or as I say, there's other angles to it I can't explore everything in our short time together tonight, so if there's more questions that you have, great, lean in yourself. Is that cool? No, seriously, there's an invitation there to lean in yourself. And so let's go to the book of Ephesians and let's go to chapter one. And I just want to encourage us as we're turning there, Ephesians, it's just after Genesis, that, uh, that, um, I want to remind you about the two words affirmation and acceleration. Affirmation and acceleration. Everyone say affirmation. Everyone say acceleration. God affirms, and from that place, he, he He accelerates. And I pray you heard that this morning, last night, and again today, because I prophesied last night. I mentioned again this morning, but I believe it by the Spirit of God. And uh, Greg and I just mentioned before, and it's like, let's watch the space for what God will do. And that is in the next three months, if this church collectively get, grab hold of seeing what Father is saying as he sees it. And we lean into, I am affirmed now. So God, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's push in. Then in the next three months, he will be unprecedented growth and expansion. And I believe that with all my heart. Um, and you might... So let me ask you this. Do you receive it? Do you believe it? Even if I... I how's that possible? That's, that's a great place to be. But it's not a great place to end. You can have that question, but it's that question itself just, again, invites us into, okay, God, I have no idea, but if you declare it, come on, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. Let's do it. And I want to encourage you to lean in with that. Is that cool? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1. Now, I know you guys have been doing Ephesians for a while, and someone's already done this, so excuse me if I say exactly what you said. It's just because we've got the same Holy Spirit, but I'm just going to give you what I felt Father give me. It's almost so simple that you could miss it, but it's gripping me, and I'm going to think about it more. So if it's just for me, you just have a nap, and wake up at the end, say amen, and I'll feel good. So Ephesians one one says, Paul An apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. Isn't it great to know that whatever we're called is by the will of God? Aren't you glad that you're a son and daughter by the will of God? By the will of God, the will of God, the desire of God. Don't confuse the will of God with something I have to do rather than the desire. Did I make sense? My will is for you to do this. That can be like, this is what I want you to do. This is, this is, children, do this. When I read here, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, the Bible says in Revelation 4.11, it says, for everything was created by his will and for his pleasure, it exists. We need to understand the will of God is not so much he expects us to do something as much as he delights in us being and doing. Uh, I don't know if I'm making sense, but I'm only seeing this now as I'm reading this. By the will of God. I'm here by the will of God. Not because God has to have me, but because he wants me. I exist for his pleasure because he, he goes, I, I want you. And Paul was an apostle by the will of God. God says, I, I want this. I want this. This is not just about you have to. This is what I want. This is what I want. And he goes on and says, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. And what I want to share all comes from uh, just this one little verse in the second heart. And I'll tell you what God highlighted. And again, if you saw my notes, uh, certain words are in capital and bold. This is how it works for me. Uh, the To God's holy people, how many people know that we're called to be holy people? Not just good people. How many people know there's a difference between holy and good? Yeah? We're called to be holy people. We're not called to be just a better version of a country club, a social club, a sporting club. We're called to be holy people. Be holy even as he is holy. But the thing I want to lean into this, is this. To God's holy people in Ephesus. That's the first thing that grabbed me. In Ephesus. You might go, really? Out of that whole verse, that's what grabbed you. Uh, in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. To the God's holy people in Ephesus. And to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And I want to just... Pull out what I feel, Father, uh, just highlight to me. And this is what he said, and everything is going to flow from this. You can be in a location. He wrote to the church in Ephesus. You can be in a location, but you are not of that location. This is simple, but I just want to bring us back because this is what Father wants to remind us of today. You're in Wellington, but you're not of Wellington. You're in New Zealand, but you're not of New Zealand. You're in Ephesus, but you're not of Ephesus. You're actually not just of Christ, you're in Christ. To God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ. And two things that I just want to bring out from this. You are in, not a, you're in a location. You can be in a location, but you're not of a location. And I pray, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you come and just so stir us. So stir us. I feel the Holy Spirit even right now as I said that in Paul. So I felt him say you can be in a situation, but you're not of that situation. You can be in a difficulty, but you're not of that difficulty. You can be in an illness, but you're not of an illness. You can be in a relationship, even breakdown, but you're not of that relationship breakdown. You need to hear what I'm saying. What you're in physically is not what you're of. We're the people of God. We are in Christ Jesus. And two things, and just simple that I want to bring today. The first one is this, is our home is in heaven. To the church in Ephesus, but this is not your home. Ephesus is not your home. Our home is in heaven. Now, this is where I'm going to bring one part of a multifaceted thing. Because even in worship, I just felt really God draw my attention to the fact that really heaven is wherever God is that's heaven, isn't it? In his presence, that's heaven. But the Bible also gives us scriptures, which I just want to lean into. And again, this is not definitive. I don't want to get lost. I just want to, I almost want to put some things on the table and allow the Holy Spirit just to take you on a little bit of a journey. Is that cool in the next few weeks? So let's go to the word of God, Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, the great chapter on faith. and. The great chapter on faith, faith is the substance of things we do not see naturally. But it's about seeing spiritually, seeing spiritually. How many people with what I said this morning really made sense? That God has said some things, that God, I need to see that now. And this is the faith journey. This is the faith journey. We go down to, and then it starts to list through Hebrews 11, all these people that did these incredible things by faith. But what grabbed me and where Father took me is verse 13 of Hebrews 11. It says, all these people were still living by faith when they died. How many people want that to be your testimony? Come on. I don't want to be living by faith through part of the difficult journey, but somewhere along the way, I give up, I turn back, I cast away my confidence. I want to be one that is living by faith, but also dying in faith. Anyone else? That's what we want. And it says that all these people were living, still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. This is, this is, wow. Just think about this. We can read and just keep on going. God had promised them something, so they lived in faith, waiting for it. And they died waiting. They didn't see the promise, but they still died in faith. Come on, that's faith. That's faith. That, that's, that's a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faith, isn't it? Our God can. Well, I know what, uh, what he can do. He can save us. And let's personalize it. He will save us. But even if he doesn't, we will not bow the knee. That's deep faith. That's deep faith. It's, it's one level of faith to know that God can heal. It's another level to say that I know God will heal me. me. But it's even a deeper level to say, you know what, even if he doesn't, to God be the glory. Even as Joseph said, out of my mother's womb I came naked, I might go back the same way, but blessed be the name of the Lord because he gives and he takes away, and blessed be the name of the Lord. I, I just feel that God is stirring us to be people that refuse to cast away, throw away our confidence. As it says in Hebrews 10, Let's not be those people. But he comes and says, They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. There's not language that most churches we want to talk about because we don't want to be too different. But these people said, You know what? We believe in faith. God's given promises. They lived in faith, they died in faith, still waiting. But they also had this realization, this, this, this earth is not, this is not our final home. I don't want to complicate this. This is not the end. We can have heaven on earth. It's with God. It's in his presence. But there's also a reminder here that you might be in Ephesus, but you're not of Ephesus. And it says, people who say such things that we're foreigners, we're strangers here, pilgrims, some passages say. They are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. This is not the end. This life is fleeting. God is preparing something for us. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he is preparing a city for them. Now, I don't want to get too deep and theological, and I, I'm saying what I'm about to say from a I don't know all of this. Can I, is that okay if I do this right now? Uh, God is spirit. Those that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He manifests sometimes in physical form so that people can sometimes connect and relate and see, is this true? He did it. When he manifested speaking through a burning bush, or he he manifested when he came as an angel of the Lord, or when he came as a dove. That was how many people know that the that the Holy Spirit is not a dove. That's not all. He he's not. I need you to understand, but he came as a dove. But he's not a dove. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, There's spirit They're not physical form Are you with me? The spirit But so is heaven He's a spirit And again I don't want to get into all this Because this is Some of what I'm about to say to you Doesn't make sense to me You might say then why are you saying it? Because I'm just saying Because again if, if we only If we only lean into what makes sense We're missing some of the mystery of the digging I feel almost like Holy Spirit, right now I have no idea what Greg's thinking. Uh, uh, (laughs) I feel like right now I'm almost wanting to stir some things up, thoughts up, not to cause confusion but to say, I want to lean into this. Because here's the word of the Lord, you are in a location but you're not of a location. That heaven is our home. And he said the physical here and now is not what it's all about. And these people of faith said, "Uh, I uh, we're just passing through. God's preparing something. But let me give you just two more scriptures on this part here. John 17, verse 14 to 16. John 17, 14 to 16. And Jesus said, John 17, 14 to 16, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any any more than I am of the world. You're in the the world, but you're not of the world. You're in a location, you're not of this location. You're not defined by where you live, where you work. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. And then you go back just a couple chapters to John 14. John 14, verse 1 to 4. John 14. Jesus is saying he says do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in let me just stop before I say that in in, in Matthew 6:33. Jesus is saying all all these incredible things, difficult things to understand. He says and he said these things uh and he says in in me you will have peace. In me you will have peace, but in this world you will have trouble. Take heart because I've overcome the world. It's it's a crazy statement that God is saying, let me just make it plain so you don't get upset. You're going to have trouble. But that's not your identity. It's not your location. It's not the end. You can be in trouble but still be in peace because God's greater than the situation. And I think even in part, this is what he, he's saying here, you're in Ephesus, but you're actually in Christ, and in Christ is greater than in Ephesus. Being in God is greater than anything else that we're in. And we use language all the time. Come on, I'm in trouble, I, I'm in a hard time, I'm in a difficult place. I'm in that. And I and I get it, I would say that too. But we've got to understand that let's not allow that be, that to become the main thing, the big thing, the identity, the location, the the... Our language can almost magnify the thing. That's all. Right uh, right now I'm just in trouble. I'm in, tr- no, 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 I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. And that's greater. And he comes and says, so do not let your heart be troubled. There will be tough times. You'll be in things naturally. But you're not of that. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. My father's house has many rooms. Again, it's not a physical. He's spirit. I don't, and can I just say, I don't fully understand what this is all about. That's not the point of this right now that I get this all right or that you get this all right or fully understand it. But hear the heart of God. My father's house has many rooms. Jesus is talking to his disciples. If If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and I'll take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am and you know the place, the way to the place where I'm going. And he says a couple verses later, they said, we don't know the way. He goes, I am the way, the truth, the life. It's him. But I'm also want to lean in and just, and just. Again, just without being definitive on that, and I know it's weird, even me saying it, it sounds me weird, but I just feel I, I need you to hear that. Huh. Holy Spirit said, part of this is a living lesson to me and to you right now. Let's not look to a man for all the answers. Because there's a part of me going, God, why are you getting me to say this when I don't have clarity? He's saying, because they shouldn't be looking to you for clarity. When you come to a point of confusion, do you get shut the door, walk away? Or do you say, you know what, God, if there's something in this, I want to lean in. Come on, you, you, you said you will lead me into all truth. Not Steve, not Greg, come on. But all I know is this. Can I just tell you what I do know? Because there's plenty I don't know. God gripped me when he said to the God's holy people in Ephesus, and he said, You're in Ephesus, but you're not of Ephesus. And there's scripture after scripture that Jesus says, I'm preparing a place. Come on, in my father's house, there are many rooms. I'm going there. They were waiting for a a, a greater place. Uh, I'm just a foreigner. I'm a stranger. I'm a pilgrim going through here. I don't know how it works all fully in the spirit and in the what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like, but I do know that here and now is not the end, that God is preparing a home for us. God is preparing something. And how many people know that it talks about an element of heaven, and I'm talking the eternal. I'm talking about once we are no longer naturally, physically living, how many people know that there is no sorrow and there's no pain and there's no sickness and there's no disease and there's no fear and there's no worry and there's no anxiety. Come on. How many people think that sounds glorious? But again, here's the wonderful thing. Is it just then or is it now? And then it's there's, there's a now. Sometimes we're waiting for after, for some things. He says, come on, you're in me now. I can give that to you now. I can give that to you now. So now that I've just spoken and I've just confused the absolute snot out of everyone in this room, I just want to encourage you that you're in a location, but not of a location, and that heaven is our home. Here's what I'm going to do from this. Father, if you're preparing a place, and I know you're doing stuff now, but Lord, I, I pray that you'll open my eyes to see what that even looks like to me. Does anyone want to pray that over the coming weeks? God, is, I don't want to be so fixed on the now, that I don't miss what you're also preparing, because the word is truth, and he is preparing something greater for us. We can have it here now, but there's still something the other side of the grave that's even greater. It's even greater. It's even greater. The second thing I want to say, if the first one is our home is in heaven, the second thing is our example is in Christ. It says to the faithful in Christ, to God's holy people in Ephesus, that's the fact that heaven is our home, not Ephesus, not Wellington, not Melbourne. But the second thing is to God's, the faithful ones in Christ, in Christ. And God
0: said our example is in Christ. I want to say two things on here that almost sound contradicting, but they're not. We should follow godly examples in human people. Paul said in 1 Corinthians eleven one
1: follow me as I follow Christ. Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech, life, love, faith, purity. He said in verse 16 of 1 Timothy 4, he said, watch your life and your doctrine closely, persevere in them because if you do, you'll save yourself and those who hear you, those that watch you, those that follow you. Jesus set us an example with following. He said, follow me. Now in this world, we're like, Jesus, come on, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. But now there's a part that this almost sounds contradiction, and I follow my dad. I, I, as I follow my dad, I know I step towards Christ. I'm talking my, my natural dad, David McCracken, right? But that is not the highest level that should not be where my greatest confidence is placed in because no matter how good they are we make mistakes and i feel the holy spirit says your example is in christ not in a man not in a woman now don't throw away what i just said follow me come on set an example live a life worth following but i heard a great theologian once say if you really want to <laughs> if you really want to do it well uh, don't follow the examples of the disciples, follow the example of Jesus. Because sometimes we say, follow the ex- disciples. Okay, denying, cursing, uh, who's going to be the greatest, who's who's the best. Uh. Come on. Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. Jesus is our example. And this is what it says. In, and I felt God say to me, I told this to Greg, uh, that was just in Ephesians one one. But I felt God say, turn to Ephesians 5. So I just turned to Ephesians 5 and I was gripped by the first two words. Follow Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2 says, follow God's example. See, God had just spoken to me about the fact that God is our example, that it's in Christ. It's in Christ. Our example is in Christ. And he said, now turn to chapter 5, verse 1, and the opening three was follow God's example. I go, okay, God, you, you want to get our attention here. I just want to encourage you, follow Christ's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love. And walk in the way of love. Follow God's example and walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice. To God. I want to tell you that this example that is in Christ is always the way of love. That is God's example. One John four eight and one John four sixteen. God is love. God is love. And this follow the way of love is not just follow what God does, but He is love. It's not just what He does, it's who He is. And I I, I I love what it says here. So do, how do we do that? Do it in the same way that Christ did it. He gave himself up. You, you can't be selfish and loving at the same time. You can't be, oh, but hang on, this is going to impact me. This is, no, no, no. This, there, is, there is a selflessness. There is a giving up of oneself in love by the very definition. God loved the world he gave. He loved the world he gave. It's an equation you can't get away from. But this is what I love when I saw this. It says, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. When we follow God's example and follow the way of love, a selfless love when it comes to each other, it's a fragrant offering to God. Our love for people smells good to God. I just want you to get this. Simple picture. When I, when I love people, when, when I would prefer to do something else, but I put myself aside and I'm motivated by love. Come on. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Now follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Follow the way of love. We just read in Ephesians 5. When we do that, God goes, that, that, that just smells so beautiful. That is so nice.
0: And our example is in Christ Jesus. Huh. And so what
1: I've said so far, what I've said so far is this, to the church in Ephesus, that we are in a location but not of a location, and that heaven is our home. But to the faithful in Christ that our example is in Christ, and He calls us to follow the way of love, first of all, let's follow him, and then follow his example, follow him, and follow i just I just feel the Holy Spirit telling me to really encourage you to follow him,
0: not his ways him.
1: there's a lot of people in the body of Christ that following his ways, the Pharisees and the Sadducees this was what they proud pride. What's the word? Yeah. Thank you. I thought it's pride. But I thought that's not right. And um, they prided themselves on. They had laws, but then they, they, they came up with all these sub laws of the laws, hundreds of them. And they proud themselves on the fact that we're doing all this. It's not about following God's ways as much. Everyone say as much, as much as it is about following God. It, it, it's, this following the way of love is not just loving others. It's following, <laughs> capital L, love, God himself. We can either try to love or we can overflow in love. And I've tried to love and how many people know that it's not always easy. But we, God calls us to be in him, to overflow in him. And, and, and this is the last thing I want to sort of say as I just pull this together here. This whole thing of being in a place but not of a place, that our example being in Christ, you know, having been our home. This is what God said to me that He stepped into our world. And so we are to step into other people's world. If we're in a location but not of a location, we are in a location. And God wants us to step into people's worlds. Huh, let me just read a couple of things I wrote. Jesus and me is not enough. That sounds like a terrible thing to say. But this is what God said to me. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're in perfect fellowship. Yet they chose to step into our world to bring us back into the same fellowship with them. They didn't need to. They were in perfect fellowship. We're enough. We're enough. They said, no, 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 no. We created these. We we want to bring these into relationship. And I feel the Spirit of God is saying we're called to do the same. Jesus, before he went back, was praying and praying for his disciples in John 17, 18. John 17, 18, he says, As you have sent me, Father, into the world, I'm now going to send them into the world for the same reason. They need to step into other p- people's world, but they need to do it from a viewpoint. We're not of this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We don't go with the same culture, the same DNA. Our DNA and our culture is in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. Because otherwise, if we go into the world without that being settled, then we actually probably just morph into, just blend into. And that doesn't help anyone. He goes, i need you to be in it but not of it come on heaven's your home and your example is and your dna is in christ but he says that you and god is not enough oh it's just me and god now it's just me and god now it's this it's not the example of god god loved the world so much he gave he said well you know what we're perfect together but I, we need to go to them god says he stepped into our world we need to step into other people's world with the good news And the love of Jesus. And I just felt God say, Father, what does that look like for me? And uh, what does that look like for me? I want to read one last scripture and then we're just going to pause and pray for a moment. Father, what does that look like for me? I want to read the last three verses of John 17. I just was reading this and I just loved it so much. I just wanted to read it.
0: John 17. Before I read that, before you read that, before you read that, Father's just talking to me while you're turning.
1: And my natural mind went to the simplicity of what I'm saying. Okay, we're in the world, but not of the world. Heaven is our home. Our example is in Christ. It's almost like, okay, that's really just basic. My natural mind was
0: going to that, of what I've just shared. I'm
1: just being honest with you. But I felt the Holy Spirit just just almost hone into, because I started to think again about that statement, heaven, our home is in heaven. In other words, it's a, it's a spiritual thing, not just a natural thing. And this is what he said to me. Why do we spend so much time worrying about natural things? When this is not our home, this is just the passing flint. Why do I spend so much time trying to build, trying to labor, trying to make sure everything gets right when this is not what it's all about? That's what Father was just starting to, Steve, 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 just pause when you're starting to worry and stress about all this work. Just, really, I'm preparing a place for you.
0: (laughs) Father said, I'm "I'm preparing a place for you, brother. Jesus, this is wonderful, isn't it?
1: That's is what the Holy Spirit is saying to me right now. I'm inviting you to worry less. That's what he's saying to me. Anyone else want to grab that? And and I feel that there's something deeper in tonight. I feel I've just given some nibbles for us to lean into. He's saying, you know what?
0: You're, you're in Ephesus, but you're not of us. You're not of it. That's the delightful thing. You're in difficulty, but you're not of it. You might be in pain, but you're not of it. You're in me. I'm preparing a place, and it's more glorious than you
1: can ever imagine. And don't get consumed by everything here. In that moment when it starts to get overwhelmed, we maybe step back and say, Father,
0: thank you that you're, Jesus, Jesus, preparing a place for.
1: Thank you that I'm in Christ. I'm hidden in Christ. That God, you're my example. And I I wonder if even a prayer that I just pray, Father, let me not be consumed by me,
0: focused on me. But Lord, again, help me to step into people's world,
1: even when it costs me.
0: Help me to step into people's
1: world like you stepped into my world as I follow the way of love. And let's just read these last three verses, John seventeen twenty four. Father, this is Jesus just praying. Father, I want those that you have given me to be with me where I am. Just just think about this. This is, this is, a, this is a duplicity. Is that the right word? The, this is a dual thing because, Greg, it's the here and now, isn't it? But it's also saying there's something else. This is not the end. It, don't ever narrow God to a one-dimensional concept. Father, I want those you've given me to be with me where I am, to see my glory, the glory you've given me because you love me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me, and I have made you known to them. And I will continue to make you knowing in order that the love that you have for me may be in them. And that I myself may be in them. The beauty of the here, what God wants to do here and now. And the beauty of what God is doing now for us later on. It's the both. It's the both. And I just want to say, God, would you help me to live here and now? for your glory, in pursuit of you, following the way of love, stepping into people's world and reflecting you. But Lord, would I also not be so consumed that I miss the fact that this is just a breath, a vapor, and mist, the Bible says. What does the Bible say? What is
0: it? What does it profit you if you gain everything here and now, but you lose what it's really about? Lose what it's really about. Oh, I'd encourage you to follow the way of love. If you
1: want to meditate on one thing there, follow the way of love. Follow God Himself. Follow how He does it. And can we be people that live lives worth following too?
0: I don't want to get lost in there. A story into the lady at the place at the hotel where I'm staying
1: and it's interesting because she obviously Greg's taking people there I've been there every time I've stayed and so she knows that he's from the church the rock and this is the lady who runs the place owns the place there and when I was sitting just in the foyer went down there for these guys picking me up this morning she leaned across the thing and she says are you preaching today? I said I am so he goes, what are you talking about? Come on, seriously, what an invitation. <laughs> so I started to just bubble over very, very briefly. I thought some of you were laughing at the fact that I said briefly. Unless you were. But I said that I, I'm actually talking about seeing what God is saying—the fact that many times we, in God's word, the Bible, we can know what God has said, but we, we don't know what it looks like to Him. We we actually conclude, "Oh, this is what it looks like," and we can often end up in a different place than what God wants. I I just went, and straight away, she jumped and said, "Yeah, we went to it was one of their relatives' funerals, and the the person there stood up, the one who was leading it, the the." The minister who was leading it, she said, turn to us and said, you're never going to see your sister again because you're not following God and you need to turn and follow God. And This is what she said to me this morning in the thing. And I just said, I'm so, so sorry. And I told her what God said to me when, I, when he called me to be a prophet. I said, God said to me, if you can't reveal my heart, please don't speak my word. And I said, I'm really sorry. That they did that. That's not what God's like. Sometimes people that are meant to represent him don't represent him well. And I just talked to her in kindness and love and gentleness. And she said, she said oh, we're actually going to the church tonight. It's a spiritualist church. And I said, you should come to the rock sometimes." She goes, I, I, I would love to do that. I said, I'm actually back in August, August 19th. She goes, I'm going to write that in my diary right now. She got her diary. She flipped it across. She wrote it in there, and uh, my wife's coming Sally, so Stephen Sally McCracken, and I told her about believing you. She goes, I'm going to look at that today. I'm going I'm to go and have a look at that today. Here's my point. She had a bad example. She needed a good example. I didn't come and preach at her and bash her and pull her down. I just prayed by the Spirit of God. I showed the kindness of God, the love of God, the gentleness of God. You can speak the truth, but you can do it in love. It's not watering down and compromising. It's actually about loving the person more than loving getting your point across. Mm, I felt something when I said that. It's about loving the person more than loving getting your point across. Parents with teenagers, come on. It's about loving the person more than loving getting your point across. Husbands and wives, it's about loving the person more than... Let's be those people that live with a focus on eternity. Bringing that into the here and now and in Christ and doing people good. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. And Lord, uh, I just thank you that you are doing a great work in us and you're taking us on from glory to glory, helping us step towards you. Help us to see as you want us to see. And even these things today, Lord, what do you want to show us from that? What do you want us to show us? God, we want to live lives well, but we want to live lives
0: well by how you view that, not how we view that.
1: So God, we just open for what you want to do in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Amen, amen. I'm going to hand back to Greg, but I just encourage you from this morning as well, if my daily devotion, believing in you. If you, if you haven't signed up, I encourage you to do that because you're going to get the overflow, believinginyou.com.au. I, I, just, I just want to continue being part of your journey and encourage you forward in that. Thank you once again for having me. Uh, I just love being with you guys. I feel relaxed. I feel at home. So pray you've been blessed. And can I beg you, beseech you, urge you, to not be like the so on the Seed parable where they received it with joy, but then the cares of life strangled it out. See, it says they received it with joy. Maybe you received the word last night or this morning or tonight with joy, like, yes, come on, I, I want to I see what you're saying. Thank God for Greg. Thank God for Danny. Thank God for ones that are pushing in. Come on. But then life comes and... Some conversations come. Please guard the seed. Please guard the seed. And let's start to declare God, come on, three months, explosion, acceleration of your purposes. In Jesus' mighty name, from a place of affirmation. Everyone said amen? Amen.
2: I didn't say you were, I said the microphone was. (laughs) I'll tell you, I've I've got some things to get back on him, man. It's been flying. The accusations have been flying. That too. But... um. Um, normally we'd, we'd break into groups and discuss stuff, but I don't sense to do that. Um, but what I do want to leave you with or get you to think about is what does it mean to be in Christ? Because that is the key, to be able to live the way you've heard. You know, To be able to love someone, you need to be in Christ. So you need to find what that is within you, him and you, you and him. Otherwise, you're going to try to love from your own strength. And that'll take you so far, and then you'll fail. When the person's behavior is greater than your love, you'll fail. But when his love is in you, and you love from that place, behavior is irrelevant. That's how you love a teenager. Because in him, in you. Okay? And in him. (laughs) <laughs> that's serious there is a love that is beyond this earth and it's christ and christ in us is the hope of glory but it needs to be real it can't just be abstract it has to be tangible it has to be something you've experienced and know it's got to be a substance in you otherwise it's found out you'll found out when When the pressure comes, the house is found out and it crumbles when the pressure is applied. But see, when the pressure was applied to these people, because they'd received the promises that were in the future, they saw them and received them by the power of the Spirit. So they knew what they were moving towards because they saw it. Now, it wasn't their tangible reality in the sense of it was there now, but the promise for us to sit next to him on his throne is now. Am I here with Christ sitting on the throne? No, but it's here. See? So there's your now promise that's now. So they saw it, received it, but it wasn't their physical reality, but it was their spiritual reality. This is the power of ice to see that we're wrestling for. And you can see it all now. So ask yourself this week and ask the Spirit, reveal to me what it looks like to be in. Christ, because if everything on heaven and everything on earth is summed up in Christ, what does that mean? And that'll trump this earthly life tenfold. Amen. So thank you for coming again. Thank you for the insults. Um, Love them, keep them coming. (laughs) We can't do the hair joke. See, (laughs) that's missed on us. (laughs) But um, That's why we're free eh? But have an awesome week Keep wrestling, keep seeking, keep asking, knocking um, Because there is a life to be discovered In us that's in him And it is the overcoming life Amen So have a cool night tonight Thanks Steve